1: The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with REMAX Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of REMAX Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota, and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law. And the Real Estate Radio
2: Hour. Here it is, live from the Minnesota State Fair. Chris and Andy and a whole bunch of fans are out there. You didn't bring them either. They, they came here on their own, I see. Standing room only. <laughs> Standing room only. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, say, before we do anything, uh, did I hear that there's some birthday celebration going on? Yes. Well, you have one, too. My daughter's Ann, Angie's birthday is today. Angie, Ooh, and my you? daughter's Morgan.
3: Well, how about that? Fifteen, and there she is.
4: <coughs> well, and I've got Pete and Pat out there with their 50th wedding anniversary that was the other night. Wow. Which was nice. Fantastic. <laughs> what are we going to be doing here at the uh, State That'd Fair? be an upgrade, right? Yeah.
2: Talking real estate, I presume. I think that would
3: be a good thing, yeah.
2: Let's, uh, tell us who yeah. you brought with you today.
4: That or pizza? we well, could talk about, probably. Yeah, we
3: got Sydney Coble with Title Smart is back with us today. Um, and actually, she's got a little uh, book to talk about.
0: Too, oh, obsessed yeah. to
3: success. I just heard it. She's got it. Actually, does it on an audio thing too. Andy, don't even have to read. Wow. Yeah,
0: that works. Best. good Any right? pictures? Yeah. No, no, pictures. <laughs> no pictures. No pictures okay. and no color. Gotcha.
3: <laughs> then Travis Whitford with uh, Bay Equities here as well. So we're all gonna um, kind of today. We're gonna all take like a topic and kind of, uh, kind of move it into fall. I think it. Uh, you know, there's things to remember uh, as we move into fall. And maybe you're thinking about selling next spring or buying next spring or even into the winter. So each of us is going to kind of take a little topic. And I think me and Andy will start because this is our little fall uh, tip that it's time. If you're thinking about selling, uh, you know, into next spring, get all the outdoor stuff done now. For sure. And take photos of it because, I mean, just like our spring this year, which was numb. there was no spring i mean it held a lot of people off until june into july when they wanted to sell earlier than that
4: yeah well for sure i think that there's other features like your water features your water gardens things like that that might be you know obviously this time of year peaking in bloom and looking beautiful and uh, as nice as they possibly can getting those photographs as we've always said the blue and the green photographs this time of year is critical because you can put them in the books um, you know, when you're actually marketing in the spring, when it's still, what well, I guess our spring is now winter. You know, we've actually moved those seasons up quite a bit from probably used to be April, May. Now it's really February, March. And that market seems to just get really going in that time of the year, right after the Super Bowl.
3: And we know it really was slow early on. And it was a big reason was because people weren't getting the inventory on. It's because they just weren't prepared for it. And when you, I mean, especially when you're in the snow, which is not a bad time in which you list your home. But when you're in the snow, every little imperfection shows because there's no other color out there. So you, you got to take care of that stuff, especially like painting. Yep. You know, getting all that trim paint and stuff.
4: A seal like. coat on the driveway, too, having that done now is a great time of the year. Um, trimming up everything that uh, needs to be trimmed so that it blooms nice in the spring. The uh, You know, a lot of those shrubs and things, we were uh, actually just ran into Pat Remick out here in the crowd and uh, talking about landscaping and, and thinking about getting everything trimmed now so that in the spring it does bloom appropriately and, and full and looks its best.
3: Yeah, it's important, and I think that, uh, you know, Cindy, you can attest, too, to uh, sales that happen through the fall and into the winter. I mean, it's not a time not to put your house on the market, but if you're just thinking a little forward and thinking maybe next year's the year, just prepare ahead of time. But let's talk about sales into fall as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, we get usually get a big rush right before school starts, and then surprisingly, we always think that it's going to be a little slower later in the month of September and October, but it really does stay steady. And at the title company, we're usually doing closings really heavy right up through the end of the year.
4: Absolutely. Well, you know, what? I think that the, uh, the, the seasons have changed a little bit, guys. I think that there's, you know, we were just talking about how the summer this year was a little slower than some of us wanted. Even though we hear everybody talking about how great and crazy it is, there was a lack of inventory. So that and the cost of construction has gone up. Um, interest rates went up and there was actually a little bit of a slowdown. So when you're thinking about selling, I think that the, especially if you're going to be financing and you're going to be buying with that financing in the spring, the odds of the houses being higher are pretty good. And the odds of those interest rates being higher are also pretty good. And so you're going to give yourself a double whammy if you're not careful. So that's why I think there's so much pressure on the buyer side of the fence right now because people recognize that and they're trying to get out there now, take advantage of the houses before they jump up another six percent, and take advantage of rates that are under five percent.
3: Yeah, but trying to predict the market is so hard. I mean, we go out and do market analysis all the time, and it, I kind of say, okay, hey, here's what we would do right now, but we don't know by the time you're ready in a month or two months, you know where where it's going to be at that point because interest rates do change you know, market conditions change, and obviously inventory changes. So, I mean, your, your price can really fluctuate. And whereas before, early 2000s, I mean, we knew that, hey, everything was going to go up. Every, all the indications are good. It looks like it's going to, but again, we don't know. How about interest rates, Travis? Interest rates over the
5: last, uh, since the end of May have held pretty flat here. Um, the whole, uh, from January to, to May, it was like Every day, it felt like they were going up a little bit, in some capacity, and we've kind of leveled off here, so that's been kind of nice. Get a little normalcy with uh, with rates and some predictability. Um, you know, they're kind of that uh, you know that mid-upper four range right now for a thirty-year fixed, and you know, fifteen-year fixed down in that in that low four, and it's been help holding that way for the last two three months.
3: And there's programs, obviously, that you could get that rate a little lower.
5: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can always buy down the interest rate too, but it's called uh, paying points and uh, to get a little bit lower. But, uh, you know, personally, I'm not a huge fan of getting too aggressive with points. I'd rather see you, uh, you know, put a little bit more money down and put a little more equity and trying to pay all these fees to get a little bit lower rate. You mm-hmm. know, get Well, you know, but
4: what we're seeing, too, I know, uh, Chris, you you've talked about, you know, using getting rates, you know, where we actually will buy down the rate where a lot of our new construction, our builders have the ability to contribute, okay? And so they'll contribute towards... Buying down closing cost or the uh, excuse me the closing costs interest rates. We've actually had a couple projects. We actually specifically have one up in Lionel Lakes that we use uh, the builders contributing you know their percentage down and actually puts it where the payments are coming in lower. So you're buying the same house as the guy down the street is, but your payments actually lower because of the contributions that the builders can give, and it's a huge advantage for people that are buying on payments because not everybody has a big down payment. There's a lot of people with great jobs. They have you know, they qualify for great interest rates. They just don't have the deposits um, that are big enough to get the rates where they really want them to make them comfortable.
3: We do have bribes for people that want to ask questions. Title Smart and Bay Equity together put together little bags of little, little goodies. So if you, we have any questions out in the crowd, certainly uh, we're welcome to do that. <laughs> Obviously, Denny, we'll take text messages if we got them Yeah,
2: 81807, well. or you can call yeah. us at six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. 9226
3: yeah, so I was going to, just before, I know we got to go to break pretty quick, but uh, why don't you just tell us quick about that Obsessed to Success, what it's about and where we can find it.
0: All right, well, Obsessed to Success is about building relationships to build your business. And um, the book comes out on September 1st, and we're taking pre-orders right now at my website, cindycopal.com, or on Amazon or Barnes & Noble and a few other retailers. And I just actually found out yesterday that the audio book was up and able to be purchased through Amazon and iTunes, so I'll they told um, us they were holding it back, but they didn't.
3: I was just listening to it, and I'm like, so do you like really write that thing? You know? Yeah. Because yeah. some of these books, you know, they just kind of throw their name on it, but you actually wrote the thing.
0: Yeah. Actually, I wrote it a long time ago or over the last five years and just kept whittling it down and whittling it down and when would you When would you have
4: time to write a book? My gosh, you're, so be- you're one of the it busiest people time. I know,
0: I was going <laughs> to say.
5: Overachiever, with, with the, I love uh, it. With the audio, is it your voice talking it?
0: Yeah, so I went and recorded it myself because I love buying other audio books where it's recorded by the author because hmm. then you feel like you're talking to that person. Very cool. Yeah.
2: All right, I'll tell you what, let's take our usual break. We'll be right back. If you do have a real estate type of question, 651-989-9226 or uh, send a text, 81807. We're live here at the Minnesota State Fair on News Talk 830-WCCO. Oh, this is the Real Estate Show here on 830-WCCO. Chris and Andy and their guests out on our CCO veranda. What's up next, guys?
3: Well, we got uh, prasky.com, right? Yeah. And, and com. if you want to get started. Uh, I was just connected with pandering us. Pandering
4: the crowd for questions.
3: Yeah. Hey, something's happening and starting next week called? Prade Homes. It's actually the week after. What a setup! <laughs> Thanks, buddy. But yeah, so
4: see, Andy doesn't know nothing about Great his homes. business.
3: Yes, we we're gonna have an artisan dream home. Yeah. open. You know what the artisan dream home is? There's only there's only four of them. You got to pay five bucks to actually get in them. Mm. So it's like two point one million dollars, but it's a, a beautiful house in Credit River. Wow. Um, yeah, that'll be open. So then they're up for awards, and they get all the kind of newest and greatest and latest stuff. Wow. So nice. Yeah.
4: They raise money. I'm assuming for a charity, or
3: yeah, absolutely. That's for the builder association. They raise money. That five dollars goes into that. So awesome. Yeah, for each person. So well, how about you guys? As far as the parade goes.
4: Well, the parade. I'm going to be running uh, a lot of. Uh, we've got five different opens uh, that I'll be out there in the parade book. We'll probably talk a little bit more about that on our next episode. And we also throw stuff on our websites. And uh, but there's it's going to be an interesting fall. I think that there's quite a variety. There's a lot of demand with our empty nesters. We're looking for one level living. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be uh, under the 300 to 350 price range, a lot of pressure on that. Um, you know, finding even trying to find it, and um, but yeah, if we can keep that momentum and that price range going, I think things will look good for next year. Yeah, I think
3: fall is going to be great. Um, Mr. Travis Whitford, Bay Equity Home Loans, mortgage planning now for the spring market.
5: Yeah, I've been starting to get uh, quite a few calls from uh, first-time buyers that are. Um, um, looking at or their lease runs out like in April or May, so they're getting ready to buy, and, and they just don't really know anything about the uh, home buying process. So, um, started to get a lot of calls. So it's never too early to to plan, ask those questions. Um, you know, most most a lot of first time home buyers don't realize you know all the factors of a mortgage payment. You know, they sometimes these online calculators they see an interest rate and a mortgage amount, and they mm-hmm. see this payment, and they think, oh, you know thousand dollars for this two hundred fifty thousand dollar house that's great you know but it's not an accurate payment they don't understand that there's property taxes and homeowner's insurance and mortgage insurance and association fees so educating them on that and you know getting ahead of the game on the credit if there's any credit that needs to be fixed get that taken care of so they're in prime position to buy in the spring
3: yeah i think you know a lot of people think they can just google it and uh, they're ready to be able to buy a house but I'll tell you what. I mean, there's there's a lot of sites that are out there that are leading you to their their product or, or what they want you to do, and so you're not getting the real, the full story of it. Right. And I think that's why, well, why we'll end up you, keeping our so jobs. So let, so
4: let me ask you a question. So I mean, Travis, it, uh, unbiased to you, how do you how do you shop mortgages? What what are the important factors to really think about? And when you're when you're out there looking, because I think other than walking into the door of the local bank that we trust. Um, most people don't know how to shop a mortgage. What what are we looking for? Yeah, what well, should for, they look at?
5: Obviously the, the the two big things are, you know, the rate and costs, you know, you kind of want to figure that out. But a lot of times it's it's more than just that. You know, it's it's working with somebody that really can guide you through the process and really explain what goes on throughout it. A lot of times, you know, this right. you know, you go to an online, you know, online place and you know, you're, you just don't get any education. And I mean like, most people, like, for example,
4: like in what? What do I need to be educated
5: on? Um, you need to be educated on the whole overall process, you know? Like, you know, what what do you do first? Do you write a purchase agreement or do you get pre-approved? No, you get pre-approved first, then you yep. go shopping. You you find the property, you make an offer on it, you know, then what happens next and how mm-hmm. things need to be updated. And, you know, and a lot of times, like, what I think most people are, you know, pretty good indication that trust their gut you know like when you're interviewing people and talking to people you know Mm -hmm. trust your gut you know who's that which loan officer is asking the the right questions and are they are they trying to build a mortgage based around your needs right versus
4: i think a lot of times uh, the real estate agents and uh, the mortgage they ask you the easy questions because they want to earn your business and so they they really don't ask you the tough questions up front and make you validate and, and prove that you actually have W-2s or, you know, get copies of those bank statements, and you think you're pre-approved and you're really not, and I think there's a, a fallacy there that these, oh, I already have a lender, I'm a pre-approved, but until you have it where it says I'm actually an approved, you know, um, based on the following contingencies, and then the the other thing I was going to say, Trav, is like, when they look at payments, for example, you can have the same um, amount that's borrowed, and you can have two companies have two completely different payments with the mortgage insurance that's out there, I mean, can you explain to people how that can fluctuate a little bit between companies?
5: Yeah, well, it depends on like with people that put less than twenty percent down. That there's a presence of what's called mortgage insurance that you have to yeah. you know factor in, and there's more than one mortgage insurance company out there, and you know I all we have access to six of them, so I always shop every single one, run the quote for every single one, and find the cheapest one that's for them. And you know some of the some of the other lenders, they might only have uh, an arrangement with one or two of the mortgage insurance right. companies, and they might be more expensive than than some of the other guys. So sure. Well, we've know. seen
4: some people that have a seventy-five to one hundred and fifty dollars a month difference in their house payment, same amount of money, and it's just two different lenders, two different, and it's the exact same. You know, they're both going to the I think the same well for the money. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just a matter of the factors, like you said, the cost, the APR, the you know, all those other things that go into there. So you do need to find a trusted source.
3: Yep, yep. I think another thing that you can't do is it, it's the whole planning purpose. You know, you're talking about buying down interest rates, you know, having shorter-term loans. But the computer doesn't know that, you know, unless you start talking about that and saying, hey, what's your plan? Are you planning to move up? Are you are you looking to remodel and so you can set someone up at the right the right thing. Are you getting a new job? exactly. You know, what do
5: you expect your income to do over the next three to five years? You know, do you have any other major expenses that might come up in the next, you know, three to five years? You know, Mm -hmm. child, car, you know, whatever. So those are questions that you got to ask to help build that mortgage.
2: Let's do this. Let's take a break and remind our listeners we have another half hour of the show to go. It's the Real Estate Show here live from the Minnesota State Fair on News Talk 830-WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to the Real Estate Show live from the Minnesota State Fair here on 830WCCO. And Chris and Andy
3: are out there in the deck with with some guests. Where do we go from here, guys? Yeah, thanks, Danny. So I was, uh, you know, I was reflecting. (laughs) and you came in a couple of years after me, but I've been on Saturdays over 500 times. Wow. Getting old.
4: 500 over 500 times. That's a lot of apology letters to send out to the listeners. (laughs) I know,
3: I know. So... Anyways, um, we're going to talk about pre-signing with Cindy yep. Coble at oh, Title Smart. Cool. And, uh, you know, we have closings, and I think Minnesota is a little more prehistoric than most states. You know, a lot of people close in what they call escrow. So everyone signs, and then they just disperse at a certain day, and people move in. Where we all, nowadays, now we all go into the same room and sign papers all together.
4: Which can be it's, interesting in itself, but... Yes. That
3: can That can k- oh. take on so many different legs, for sure, so... <laughs> yes. um, How about, like, pre-signing for sellers? I mean, they they don't really need to have to be at closing.
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's never a reason that the seller needs to be at the closing unless uh, they're signing in some weird capacity that they're appointed by the court and the documents can't be obtained ahead of time. Mm. But it's so much nicer for a seller because they can custom set up an appointment with us, meet us in our office, or we can meet them anywhere around town that is in public, and we can sign them up get their license, get everything notarized, and then we'll go to the closing, you know, Title Smart or the settlement agent and the real estate agent on their behalf and take care of everything and then bring their funds back to them. So for
4: the busy professional, what a
0: yeah. awesome resource. Yeah. How about the
3: emotional seller too? Yeah. I mean, when yep. you're selling your house, I mean, it's at that last thing. And, and I've had it where, you know, you look at the buyer because sometimes it's the first time you ever meet them and you're kind of like, I don't want that person in my right. house, right. you know? And now, now they're buying it, and then things get... You know, the seller says something about, you know, the one neighbor who has 17 pit bulls, you know, <laughs> and then all of a sudden now we've got, you know, we've got to deal with pit bulls.
4: It's true. It's true. Yeah. There's <laughs> it only, only 16 with yours. Yeah, right, right exactly. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's a... You know, I think the idea there, guys, is, is service, right? And having products that are, you know, uh, valuable to the consumer, that sounds like a great product because I think there's so many... Um, emotions put into a closing there's like this mountain of emotions you're getting the car packed the kids are grumpy there you're missing work and then all of a sudden closing gets delayed a day and everybody goes crazy and it's it's normal and i think that the the thing that um we should be trained in as people in this industry is psychology because it's a big part of the journey i mean people are in very stressful situations and sometimes offering the ability to say, hey, why don't we meet you at your office tomorrow too? Don't even take time off. Give me 15 minutes of your day. We'll get everything signed. I'll take care of it for you. What a a great, great service.
0: Well, the people are exhausted.
3: Yeah, totally. And you know, we're talking about sellers and sellers can pre-sign, but Mm -hmm. Travis, how about buyers? I mean, is that, that's not something they can do quite yet.
0: No,
5: no, you can't, like the rules right now with like the, you cannot sign prior to the date of the mortgage docs. But um, one of the things that you can do to kind of, circumvent that is you can sign your docs but then have a future funding date so you know for example like you're supposed to fund everything on a wednesday but you just can't be there for closing on wednesday so maybe we date all the docs for monday sign on monday and then we just have it set to fund on wednesday so that that's like the only that's the only way a buyer can really pre-sign but they if their docs are dated for the Wednesday, they can't go in on Monday or Tuesday and sign.
4: So we've had a question in the past that asked about what's yeah. a dry close versus a wet close. Okay. Um, maybe you could explain that to the listeners, little, Cindy.
0: Well, yeah, dry closing, and they do these in other escrow states like Chris was talking about. So dry closing is where everything is signed, and then you record the documents at the county for the transfer, and then when everything's perfect, you disperse. Wet closing is where everything is done at the table, pretty much live, some people might be pre-signing, but you're with the buyer, yep. real estate agents. Everybody's there. You rock back into your office. You fund the transaction and you close it.
4: Yep. U-Hauls in the Pizza. parking lot, as they say, yes. ready to go. And yep. yeah.
3: Now, I know Bay Equity and Title Smart together did one of the, if not the first, uh, first of Minnesota. e-sign, right? First yeah. of Minnesota. So why don't you explain what that is and what maybe is yeah. coming down the line?
0: You want to start? or you Go wanna- ahead. You can- okay. Well, we did a, what we <laughs> called a hybrid So we did, part of it was dry, part of it was electronic, where I sat with Travis's client, and I had a laptop with a stylus, and we went through the documents, and the customer had a chance to review those ahead of time, in like a view only, and then we had the wet documents which are still kind of hanging out there we haven't really gotten that part of legislature through so we still have to sign those in person and record those those wet
5: documents is the the mortgage the note anything anything that needs to be notarized and everything else that wasn't notarized was just e-signed i mean what the closing took i know i was out of town for was it like 15 minutes
0: yeah it was very quick I mean, the longest part of of it was us chatting mm -hmm. about other things but yeah it was very very slick
4: well, I think there's a lot of closings yeah. that, you know, should be 15 minutes and there are four hours or yeah. three hours. And I think that there's a lot to be said for getting documents up front, being able to review them at your leisure, have your questions ready for your title person, right. um, or, for example, if you're also um, translating. I mean, in, in, you know, now English is your second language. What a great tool to have if we could have a translate device that yeah. would allow people to read it in their native language so they can understand it and have you know, even better questions Um, So there's, you know, a complete sense of comfort at closing.
0: Right, because when you do have a translator present at the closing, it does take probably twice as long because you have somebody saying it in English and then the translator translating it.
4: Right, exactly. And I, not to be a skeptic, but (laughs) I always wonder, are they explaining exactly the way I just said You know, you've always wondered. I don't know about you, Chris, but I have those worries. Never
3: thought about that, Andy. They're like, can you believe
4: this guy just said that? You know. Yeah.
3: Hey, since we have a title person on, a question we get a lot is yeah. uh, about abstracts. Okay. And that uh, the abstract that you were told to put in the bottom of your freezer or in your safe deposit box, and that everybody they, still keeps. Yeah, it's an inch that, that, thick. that they think they need them.
0: Right. Well, in the metro area, I'm not saying in other parts of the states they are still using abstracts. The abstracts are just uh, when they're researching at the county and they're taking those documents that were recorded and just kind of putting an entry in there. Numbering it so that somebody knows what's recorded without having to go and look at all the documents. But in the Twin Cities now, we're just searching the county records because everything's computerized. Mm-hmm. So we don't need those anymore. But they're nice to have because some people really like to read the history. They're nice for history. Yeah. Uh,
3: we just but have but they're one. Not, you don't need them from no, a seller's standpoint. No. Well, le-
0: legally,
4: you no. don't. But, I mean, like we had one on Thursday we closed and they had... Uh, the, the owner that handed over and said, look here, look at how interesting this was. Yeah. This was owned by the railroad, and then it was owned by the... And these the, the buyers were fascinated with it, and it was actually kind of a fun, a, a great uh, gesture handoff, if you will, at closing. It was kind of nice. Yeah, it's
0: got the entries in there all the way back to the patent from when the U.S. granted right. the first transfer to the first owner, and people like to read that. They're big, though. You look at me. They're big, though. I, well, Travis just did the loan for my brother, or my brother, my son's house. Thank you, Travis. You're welcome. And um, they gave us an abstract at closing, a big, huge yeah. one for my condo. Yeah. And uh, I'm yeah. like, oh, like do I have to spin. take this? I'm like, pull, 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 throw this in the shredder.
3: Well, there's some you new. Know, we had uh, Bertie Mahold, uh, yeah. run the farm. Yep. He was quite the character on the show. But it was really interesting <laughs> because we found on that, uh, well, we got the old deed. And from the time that Abraham Lincoln got inaugurated, until the Civil War, which was a month in between, there they were deeded that property from the United States wow. with Abraham Lincoln, wow. and I thought that was that was really cool, yeah. real I mean, signature. Cool. Yeah, uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And so we actually framed all our marketing around that, and yeah. they sold a bunch of lots right away because I mean you give it a little more historic oomph. story. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's something genius. about it. Yeah. Well, then
4: all that. Uh, what did you say? There's moonshine in the. Uh, the, yeah. the floor of the uh, barn they that was there? I still haven't
3: found it yet. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's Allegedly. There's moonshine somewhere. You know, we're, I've been out at a, f- a few listings here, and uh, I'll tell you what. It, it's amazing, it, and now I'm convinced. I used to always say, hey, painting is kind of the main thing, kind of your best return. But I'm telling you what the main thing is now is it's decluttering and deep cleaning. I think it just totally changes the whole perception of that house. Mm-hmm. I just got fooled again um, by another house. Um, that they just totally, I mean, it was unbelievable when you start emptying that stuff out yep. and kind of, you know, making closets what closets are supposed to be for, you know, rather than your your <laughs> right? luggage rack and all that kind of stuff. And a vacuum goes in this bedroom and, you know, a broom goes in the master closet. And, uh, you know, so decluttering, I think, is so important when you're yeah. selling your house.
4: Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting how houses that are, are lacking a little space, too, we will see, where they take the closet doors off and then they put a desk on the one side, they have all their clothes on the other side, and multi-purpose uses of these rooms that are pretty creative. But at the end of the day, you know, when we go in there, we have to be the guys with the bad news saying, well, can you find those doors and put them back on and get the desk out of here and, you know, let's purpose it back to what it was originally designed for. Yeah,
3: and I think as realtors too, I think, I mean, we have to tell people that. You know, it's not fun for us to tell them that. But in the end, it, it separates your house from the ones that don't get told that.
4: So we had a question in the crowd. There was somebody that asked, what is the best time of year to buy a house? Coming from a buyer's perspective. And we got some experts here. What would you guys have to say about that? What was the best time of year to buy a house?
3: I, I think it, it really matters what kind of house you're buying, at what okay. price range that you're buying. Um, but I'll tell you that sometimes, you know, you. I mean the typical answer is between Thanksgiving and Christmas probably because the market slows down at that time. But that might be, you know what? I don't wanna sell my house and I don't want to be out on the street and I don't I can't go find another one. So that might not be advantageous to a seller. So I think I don't know. When do you get busy, Sid?
0: Well we really hit the spring market hits for us probably April and then goes really steady through the end of the year. But the high season is that May, June, July.
4: For, for the closings. Yeah, so, yeah. okay, so that means uh, yeah. shopping is probably 60 to 90 days before that when the buyers are out there in droves. Right, yeah. but
0: the best time to close is definitely the beginning of the month because mm-hmm. then you get a little bit more a attention break. and, you know, it's like you're not rushed through as much as you would be on the last Friday of the month. I'll
3: tell you, the best time to buy is when the inventory's high in that market segment. You know what I mean? What are you doing? That's break, symbol time. for breaking. Oh, that's breaking. Oh. Oh, yeah, I was breaking okay. something <laughs> in my hand. see? <laughs> I used to be, it used to be like this, by yeah.
2: All right. <laughs> hand signals. All right, we'll, uh, we'll take this break. Be right back. If you have a real estate question, by all means, call us or text us. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. In the Twin Cities here at the fair, it's 70 degrees. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of the Real Estate Show here on A three O WCC live from the fair, and here once again with their, his guest and their guest, Chris and Andy.
3: I think we lost Andy to think sweet right. Martha's cookies. <laughs> but that's all right. All right, so we got these title smart bags. Uh, Bay Equity has filled them up too, right? You got a couple things up. in
0: there? We shared.
3: Hannah Eh, right? Hannah Eh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hannah Eh.
3: Hannah, Nick is going to start passing them out because no one wanted to get up on the microphone. So, All why don't right. you go? You pass them out for people. Go for it, what do you got going in September, Mr. Travis?
5: Yeah, so um, you know, I think pretty much every family out there has, uh, you know, had, has been affected by somebody that they know or with, with cancer. And uh, September is uh, uh, Pediatrics Cancer Awareness Month, and uh, Children's Hospital is having their Shine Bright for uh, Kids campaign. And um, there's a bunch of businesses that are, you know, donating money or, or whatever to, to help fund the program. So what, what I'm doing to help what I'm doing to help out with this is uh, doing five percent of my net profits for my branch in Oakdale. Um, I'm going to donate to uh, Children's Hospital. For cool stuff. So,
3: that's for anyone doing a loan in September.
5: Anybody that does a loan in September. So all the net profits, five uh, percent of the net profits for September. Will be donated to uh, Children's Children's Hospital. For that's this fantastic. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, that's fantastic. Sydney, yes, why don't you why don't you tell us tell us about that book again? Get it out there.
0: Oh, okay. Well, uh, obsessed to success. It's how building relationships can change the course of your business. It's going to be out September 1st um, Let's see. You said to. You telling me to tell in the break. <laughs> Available <laughs> through know. Amazon uh, uh, with uh, audio book <laughs> and uh, the hardcover book, and then also on my website, CindyCouple Barnes and Noble, and some other retailers.
3: Yeah, I want to remind people of uh, yeah. the the parade starting. And uh, I was going to talk to Andy if you ever came back here. Yeah, that uh, you know, Andy, I want you to tell me because this is a, a price segment that you guys are always building in, but. Uh, got some lots that are coming online in prescott wisconsin oh fun okay but they're anywhere from forty-four thousand, you know kind of to the that seventy thousand. but then there's a another one that is 160th view but how is that price point over there in like prescott wisconsin a lot of minnesota people go over there
4: yeah well i think i obviously i'm, I'm not a licensed agent in wisconsin but no. i have heard neither am I. that it's a little more affordable in the sense that the lots are a little lower in price to buy, so you can build for less. Tax structure is different. Um, I believe property taxes are a little higher, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, so there are some people that will avoid that, especially if you're paying cash for a house, because you're going to have that tax payment for the rest of your life, versus you know having. But where
3: are you getting a lot for forty-four thousand? You can't. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I've got
4: lots. That the lowest price lots I've seen recently were sixty-five thousand, and I've got two of those left up in Lionel Lakes, and that's it in the Twin Cities. Otherwise, most lots right now are averaging about one fifteen to one twenty-five. And if you go to Plymouth, they start with a two in front of them. Yeah. and uh, and go up. Same with same with some Street of the other south of the river. Yeah, same yeah, thing Eden is Prairie. Happening. Some of those are in the close to three hundred thousand range for single family lots. That's so crazy. it's hard to build a house for three hundred when the lot's two hundred. Yeah. You know,
3: and I think that's uh, wasn't there a ruling that just came as well that uh, on developments. That there's cities are you've talked about this before where yeah. the cities are you know you're paying for everything around you yeah. and now they're saying that it's only for that development. Well, and and the I, streets I, not
4: to quote the direct article, but there was a couple bigger players in town that actually got upset and actually went after the, the through to get a judicial answer versus trying to go city council and where they actually were going after the cities in the form of a lawsuit and uh, you know you can read the details your, yourself online, but it's. Um, basically, what they were saying was, you know, all these extra millions of dollars in fees that this city was trying to raise with the opportunity of a developer saying, can I get this approved? I want to bring these lots online. And they were using that as an opportunity to add a bunch of freebies for the city. Right. And it's, it's, they were holding them hostage. It's kind of like, you know, when they won Well, it right just away. made our lots
3: more expensive, made those houses more expensive for those people building there.
4: I, I would say that, you know, if you had a $100,000 lot, there's probably... Um, improvements and fees and everything else as close to half of that is, more than half of that is just fees and improvements. That's something. I, I think it's nuts. I think yeah. that that should be the opposite right now. When we're trying to look for economic growth, it's we're trying to grow our cities, stuff. we're trying to invest in these cities where they have a, a base of Property tax people, you know that are owners. I think it's the opposite. I think we're going the wrong way on that stuff. I think that there's a lot of people that would assume an assessment, for an example, uh, that's fair, and then having the pricing correctly set so that we can offer nice houses from two fifty to three fifty, yeah. and actually, uh, you know, and, and provide what the consumer wants. They want to live in the communities they love.
3: Absolutely, Travis. How do people get a hold of you? TravisMNLoans.com. Well, that was quick.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Motherphone the phone <laughs> up six five one seven five five. Three zero eight six.
3: Cindy, you got multiple offices around the Twin Cities?
0: Yeah, seven offices around the metro area, including Faribault. And then otherwise, CindyCobble.com, Titlesmart.com, title-smart.com. How
4: about the book? Faribault, too. She Cindy just talked Cobble. about it. Yeah. You were at
3: Sweet Martha Cookies. I was busy on. having some,
4: yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, that's or hard you do
3: to do were you networking me? and selling over there or what? Yeah, yeah, I was.
4: Talking to some fans, man. This is a good I this think is everyone would be really
3: surprised that you'd be talking a lot. <laughs> so. that
4: and cookies yeah come on well
3: good all right well we got what do we got uh, we got a about minute, minute and, left and a half to go yeah okay com. yeah
4: so if anybody's interested in new construction wants to talk about the parade i'm at Prasky, so it's y.com.
3: And you Plus, hang out in yeah. the Champlin area i bounce but you around
4: kinda, yeah well northwest twin cities i'm all over the place so
3: northwest twin i always cities like to help and we, people
4: when they're getting ready to sell so
3: we kind of did this show based on you know that we know kind of the whole i'm uh, kind of the southwest side and you're kind of uh, the Canada end. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'll work with
4: anybody, and you will think about everybody. Oh, I'll <laughs> Wait, talk
3: to everyone. You're exclusive. Yeah, no, no, just kidding. Not at all. So, Yeah, so chrisruddy.com is where we go. Do so. you have anything to say, Denny? Well, I could
2: talk about the weather. A lot of people want to know about the weather uh, heading out to the fair. But yeah, I want to know. It's pretty nice. I want to, it is. And it's very comfortable, as you know. Yeah. Why don't you guys come back in here, and then I'll see you next week. Yeah. That sounds great. Sounds good? Thanks, Teddy. All right. Good, very good. More real estate show coming up next week here on 830WCCO. Thanks, Chris and Andy, and their guests.